Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Closing the Books, a podcast brought to you by IC System. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and right now I'm joined by Lynn Krenz, who's operations manager at IC System. She's going to be giving us an in-depth overview of what goes on in the world of collection services. So welcome, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I am too. Well, my first question for you, I mean, just give us a a little bit of your background. So just name, title, how long you've been with IC System, what you do in the industry, all that jazz, just a little bio. Certainly. So uh, Lynn Krenz, I'm operations manager, and I'm specifically responsible for our government uh, vector of business here at IC System. I've been with them for about seven, seven and a half years now. And like most of us here at IC System, we start out as uh, floor collection agents. And we work the phones and we talk to consumers and we talk to taxpayers. And so we have that experience. And then as you progress through different stages and and opportunities, you still have that experience of knowing what it takes to work directly with an individual or a a business that has um, some balance in collections. And I think that's one of the great strengths about IC System is because we we know what that's like to be there, if you will, on the front lines talking to people, you know, call after call. And so that's really a great thing. Um, Overall, we're celebrating our our 85th year in business in collections and that's really um, quite a feat in our industry and um, for government even we've been um, handling government clients for over 50 years and so I don't know that it's um, not match, but I'd say it's very, very unlikely that um, any of our competitors have that kind of historic uh, presence in this market area. Oh, for sure. I mean, 50 years in government, because I want to ask you more about that. I mean, what type of government entities, you know, actually need collection services? Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, because IC System has been in the game for a long time, so they've got a great idea. Uh, We have, and you know, it'd be surprising, but it's really so many different segments. It starts out as as small as different municipalities, uh, working through city or counties. Um, There are government run um, utility organizations that offer power, light, and water, and all the way through court systems, and then into, then we get even broader in going into state and or federal income taxes. So it's really, if you think of every sector or segment within government systems, there is some kind of collections that is appearing in their uh, day-to-day business. Well, we've talked on the podcast before about how compliance and regulation are just a really big deal in healthcare collections. But what about the government collection side and uh, how does IC system address that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every state or every municipality may um, have its own rules and regulations that kind of supersede, you know, kind of like the way our government's set up in general, that the state's requirements and guidelines will supersede federal ones. And that is true in the world of collections as well. But what they do have is um, we have automated systems that help us uh, would help us kind of like guide or to honor and follow 
the individual needs of a specific state or municipality or county. We have training and guidelines that we work with our uh, certified financial uh, representatives so that they are following all the guidelines that are specific for the individual agencies. And we have support materials. So we're, we're doing training programs throughout the year, but then we also have support systems that they can look up that are specific to that individual client. And then on the back end, we have a lot of different online tools that are available for our clients to access. And one of the things that I think is really helpful, especially in the smaller uh, counties, municipalities, things, um, individuals at that level, is that they have access to our online tools. So they may not have the resources to have a lot of sophisticated reporting and analysis out there, but we offer that on the back end so that they can go in and at any time see up-to-date data and information about the collections, about their accounts. They can pull reports to be able to do some analysis, and I think that's one of the the things that we offer that helps augment their efforts that they're making in their areas. And then finally, we do have a system of check and balances. There, you know, as you get to the larger and larger and larger government entities, there are specific guidelines we have to follow. So we have a lot of security protocols and we have system protocols that are in place to provide that level of checks and balances. Well, and you've seen collections from all sorts of avenues, but what's unique about government collections compared to other industries you service? Well, I think, first of all, it's just the amount of regulations that are out there and the diversity of them. So you have to be able to to follow through and to be able to guide various types of um, government requirements and just the sheer volume. So you have to have a large enough organization to be able to staff systems and calls and all the programs such as security is a big issue within the government sector. And you have to have the people who are going to be able to help support and to guide those kind of systems and requirements. And the support teams, um, our security team here at IC System is just amazing. And especially when you're having to go into things like uh, federal, federal tax information and the guidelines, there's a whole different system that has to be followed for that and some stringent guidelines. So they work with that. And of course, then you have the relationship because we have teams that we assign to our clients so that there are front end people that are always there to be able that our clients can access to be able to have questions answered or if there's something that's happening within their um, field of control, we can work with them to be able to help them with whatever the situation might be. But again, it goes back to having enough um, resources to be able to assist our clients. Well, I imagine that the large government entities are, are a little bit different than the smaller ones. So what are just some of the the uniques about the service models for large government contracts in contrast? Well, I think one thing that really is um, helpful for them is one is having the stability of the organization. Um, 
and then the resources, because when you have such large numbers that you're talking about or requirements, um, being able to have enough resources to handle that. And it's really important to have a national reach. Now we are licensed and certified to do business in all 50 states. And so we can, even though um, it starts out where maybe a, cons a taxpayer had business and did uh, had income taxes since one state, but now they've moved out of the state. We still can reach out to them because we are licensed to do business in those other states as well. So you have to have that national presence there. Another thing that's happening more and more in the government sector is that um, as requests for proposals, uh, which is how they, uh, a lot of them will go out uh, to obtain services, but uh, they're asking that some of that money stay in their, in their community, and so they'll ask for subcontractors to work on their programs and their um, contracts. And so we have a system and a series of different contractors that we've developed through the years who are able to help support when we have a presentation such as that. Uh, the other thing is it's just um, overall reputa reputation and performance because we have to provide data of what we've done in the past so that they know what we're capable of providing to them in the future. Well, what sort of collection agencies are governments actually looking for? So would they be going for a local agency that's around the corner from City Hall or is there an advantage for them to have an agency that has more of a, a national reach? Sometimes there are um, state guidelines that require them to have someone within their state or their community, but usually it's more like a preference um, that they would prefer to go local if they could, but oftentimes, um, depending on where the state is located or the type of uh, debt that's included, that may not be an option for them. They may need a broader reach. And so, you know, you have to kind of like think uh, globally and then act locally as well. And that's where some of our subcontractors come into play for us when required. Otherwise, again, having that national focus, we can help them on an individual state basis. And I think just kind of going back to that reputation and performance of how we've been able to work for other clients that are similar bases of business. Absolutely. Well, how do large governments procure collection services when it comes down to it? As I briefly mentioned, they do have a process um, for most of them, and it's called a request for proposal. And so they will set out um, kind of a notification that they have a base of business um, and the type that they are going to have available for um, an individual agency to be able to make collections on. And they have a whole pro forma that they put together as far as what their requests and needs are regarding this base of business. And they will have that out there and then you can put together a presentation and submit that. And what the thing that's really nice about this format is that one, it helps make it concise for the governing board to be able to evaluate um, agency A versus B versus C. So um, it's an equal evaluation process. It also helps all these companies adhere to the same guidelines of the information that they're presenting to the governmental um, entity. And then finally, um, it's important that there, um, 
you might have an opportunity to do a physical presentation to the board um, if you advance to that stage. So it's really nice to know that it's kind of an apples to apples uh, comparison and it's a way to help guide the process and make it more uniform and um, more fair to everyone who is participating. Well, on the other side, let's talk about small government contracts. I mean, how are those different? What kind of steps are they taking to work with collection agencies? There is a little bit of a movement um, in the smaller government entity environment where they are requesting some, um, having requests for proposals um, and presentations, but most of them are able to go out and um, contact different organizations based on what their needs are. And one of the things that they're seeing, and, and the reason that it would be an advantage for them, it's like many organizations out there is just trying to find enough people to help fill the positions that you have available. So a small municipality may have a limited staff. And so by outsourcing the collection process actually helps free up their current staff to accomplish other goals that they have within the organization. And this collection outside collection agency have the people and the systems that will help support and bring in that source of revenue. And that's really important. Um, the smaller the municipality or the governing agency, that revenue is a source of operating capital for them and helps augment budgets. And so that's an opportunity for them to be able to help um, offset uh, their um, operating budget. All right, Lynn, as we start wrapping up the podcast here, I want to ask you about a, a pros and cons list, so to speak, of just what government uh, entities um, procuring collection services through RFP. What are some of the pros and what are some of the cons there? Well, collections in general, there's some pass uh, stigma about the collections industry. And even when I interviewed with IC Systems seven years ago, it certainly wasn't what I thought it was. It's definitely about cu customer experience and being friendly. Um, I always went into my calls with, I am their advocate. I need to educate someone about what the situation is. Um, go through what different options are available to them and make them aware of, you know, consequences. I would always share with them, look, I'm here to educate you. I'll tell you what your options are. And then at the end of the day, the choice is yours. But some individuals out there, either consumer-based or taxpayer-based, they don't even realize by resolving an outstanding debt that is that exists, they're thinking about today, but they're not thinking about having that taken care of, what that can mean down the road when you're looking for a new job, a new apartment, you're trying to buy a home by not having that debt out there. It's It really can help you if you resolve that today and not wait, but really collections is about educating that person giving them their options. And I think it takes a unique organization to be able to pull that off, you know, meet the client needs, but also to advocate on behalf of the consumer taxpayer. And I'm, I'm really proud to say that I'm part of 
an organization that this is part of our core values. We actually do a system where we survey calls um, and I should step back. We, sur we offer a survey, an automated independent survey to every person that we talk to and they can go out and they can rate us. And I'm proud to say that 98% of the people over time, we've had this for a couple years now, um, say that they have, that they were happy with the experience that they had with IC system and that they were treated professionally and with courtesy. And to me, at the end of the day, that's what makes me um, proud to be in the collections agency, even more proud to be part of IC system and to say that um, I represent the collection industry. Well, that wraps up the conversation for today. So thank you, Lynn, for joining us on this episode of Closing the Books. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit icsystem.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.